Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10-minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving. Relax, and let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. tribe welcome back to another episode of the find your voice and own it podcast today we are talking about setting quarterly goals so you can avoid getting off track you really need to just stay focused so this is something that is near and dear to my heart because i've had several hiccups that have taken me off course lately And trying to still achieve what I need to achieve has been pretty challenging at times. But, you know, it's the end of the first quarter. We're entering into April. It's really time to take a step back and see what worked and what didn't work for the first quarter of 2021 and what we need to do differently going forward. For me, I set goals in different areas of my life. One thing that I realized that I didn't do was, you know, I had set some goals in November, December, but I didn't really refine them the way I wanted to going into the new year for 2021. But I have since been able to really take a break and sit down and try to refocus on those goals. So for the beginning of this quarter, I plan on revisiting my entire annual plan, but also updating where I am for the second quarter. And the reason why I do it that way is I take an approach of really focusing on what aligns with my core values and what it is that I really want to achieve as a person. And that is more of an introspective reflection for me. So who I am as a person, not as opposed to what it is that I do or what it is that I've done in my life and really reflect on what's important to me and what should feed into ultimately every aspect of everything that I do, whether it's a financial goal, a business goal, a household goal, anything. So for me, that annual process involves sitting down and doing that reflection and then really mapping out you know, from my annual perspective for whatever this calendar year is, what do I see as the big picture in terms of overall, what is it, some core things that I really want to achieve? 
And when you do it that way, it does give you room to adjust as necessary. And then I break them down into quarterly goals because to me, that's more, what's the word? I guess more achievable because it, it, it's 12 months is a long time, but it's really not a long time. It'll sneak up on you before you know it, but it's not, it's not close enough for me. So that's why I have to break it down. So I actually break my quarterly goals down or I break the year down into quarterly goals. And then I also break my quarterly goals down into monthly goals. So for me, breaking them down that way seems more achievable. And for the most part, when I think of a goal, overall, my goals are, you know, something that I want to see happen that has some type of specific outcome. And I try to make my quarterly goals also SMART goals so that is specific, meaning that, you know, I am as succinct as possible, as focused as possible in whatever that goal is. The M is for measurable, meaning that it's something that I could go back and check yes or no, I did achieve it because I've given it some type of measure. Achievable or attainable, so is it realistic? And then relevant, meaning does it align with my overall core um, values and what it is that I see for my life on a regular basis and then also from my annual goal perspective. And then the T stands for time bound, meaning that there's a specific time frame associated with whatever that goal is. And then from those goals, I set action steps and my action steps are my activities that I need to perform those goals. But I also have something that I call habits. So a habit is something you do and you, you want to incorporate it into your life permanently. So an example of a habit has been my journey to health and wellness and to exercising more, to being more cognizant about what I put in my mouth and what I eat, what I drink, all of those things. To me, I am trying to shift from the the mindset of it just being a thing or an activity that I have to do or an action and really like try to make them into habits and make them a way of my lifestyle. So it's more of a no brainer of me getting them done. I just, just like I have to get up in the morning and brush my teeth. I have to get up the morning and shower or I get up in the morning. I'm not shower, get up the, well, I do shower, but making sure that I'm doing some type of form of exercise at least four days a week is my current goal. So if you think about it from that perspective, then some of your things that feed into your goals, you really might want to focus on just making them habits and doing them, okay, one month at a time and then a quarter at a time. And before you know it, it becomes second nature to who you are and what it is that you're trying to achieve. And for me, these things are important because they feed into planning and planning is about building the life that you dream, building the life you desire, building the life that you love. And truly, you know, I believe in writing your own story and being the author of that story. And a lot of times we get stuck just thinking about tackling what you need to do 
because it feels overwhelming because there's so much that for some of us, it's so much that you want to do and you're not exactly sure how you're going to do it. Or um, if you have the adequate resources or if you have the adequate education or know-how or et cetera. And when you break those things down into more achievable goals, then it makes it easier if you ask me. Because to me, that's what it, it, you need to focus on understanding where you want to go. Because if you don't have a plan of action or you don't have a roadmap, like I've said many times before, then you don't know where you're going. And you just kind of live in life day by day, which on one hand is okay. But I mean, you know, when you think about goals, I think it's important to have goals in every aspect of your life. So if you're married, that would include having goals related to your marriage and your spouse and how you're going to spend time together, what activities you all are going to do together, what things you're going to focus on together in terms of leading your household. If you have children, focusing on being intentional about the time that you spend with your children and what goals you want for your children in terms of maybe it's different activities, maybe they're preparing for college and you know that there are things that you want them to do in preparation for that. When you think about household goals, um, a big household goal that I'm thinking about right now is spring cleaning because I hate the process of switching out clothes from winter to spring. But also with that, you know, it's something, but it's a way of life because I don't have, we don't have closets or clothes. We don't have our clothing set up where everything is just always there all the time because we just don't have the space for it. So it's a process that I have to go through and it normally takes weeks at a time and involves me pulling out clothes and involves me donating clothes, especially for the kids. What they could fit now, they're not going to be able to fit next year. And especially another thing right now, they are, my kids are preparing to go back to school on a part-time basis for a little while before the end of the school year. So, you know, what they can wear at home and what they can wear at school are two different things. I mean, in my opinion, they're two different things just because I have a different standard in terms of what my kids look like when they walk out the house. So, you you know, just kind of thinking about that from like a household, that's an example of sort of a, a household goal for me. Or maybe a household goal is you're painting or you're renovating or you're redecorating. There are a lot of household goals that you may want to achieve, but you need to plan them out to make sure that you have the adequate funds, time, et cetera, to get them done. And also when it comes to things that involving other people, you have to get those other people on board. So that's important as well. From a business perspective, if you're, whether you are running your own business and, or your own company or whether you are working, you know, a traditional nine to five in corporate America, you're going to have goals that you have to achieve. And in many organizations and most organizations, it's a yearly annual goal process that you do to achieve them. And you need to understand what those are and what it is that you have to do in order to make them happen. And then, of course, you know, I already touched on, you know, health and wellness is a big one because you have to be well in order to achieve all of these things. And you have to make sure you're properly fueling your body. You're getting enough rest. 
And for me, I put my spiritual needs also are in that overall wellness bucket in terms of just how I decide to feed my spirit and what I do in terms of making sure that I have some daily time with God and daily quiet time and meditation. That's extremely important to me. You also want to have goals, and I have a lot of buckets, <laughs> financial goals. So your financial goals may be, you know, whether you're saving to buy a car, whether you're saving to eliminate a certain amount of debt, to buy something significant, you have to plan for those things. Because if you don't, unless you just have money to spend willy-nilly, then if you're just spending it willy-nilly, something else is going to give where something else may not be taken care of because you spent X amount of dollars on buying a new Corvette instead of planning for the fact that your plumbing may go out in your home or something of that nature. And then I also have friendship goals. I think it's important for me as an individual to touch base with my friends, whether I can see them in person or not, whether that's a virtual meetup, whether that's just, you know, I have several group chats that I check in, try to check in with my friends on a weekly basis just to make sure that they're okay. You know, my sisters and, you know, my cousins and my close girlfriends and just, you know, that might be another bucket that you want to have. For me, the other, so when you think about those different buckets, then you may or may not have quarterly goals for all of them. For me, for the most part, I do. Um, like I said, I my plan is to, I'm getting a little bit of a late start. I was supposed to do this last weekend, but uh, my life's been a little shit show lately. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, so a lot of things that I've been wanting to get done, I haven't been able to get done, but I do not allow it to take me completely off course. I just put my big girl panties on and I do what I need to do to pick myself up and keep going. So um, my plan is this weekend and or going into this weekend, spending some time to redefine sort of where I am in terms of planning out my annual goals for the rest of the year on a general basis. And then I set my goals one quarter at a time. So I might have like a high arching goal for a quarter, but I don't get very specific until I complete a quarter. Because for me, I may need to refine where I am in that next quarter because I don't beat myself up about it. You know, it is something that I have to do. And yes, I need to keep on track, but I also have to be able to give myself some grace when it comes to that. And for me, it also allows me to take inventory of what I did or what goals I did or I didn't achieve and more importantly, how I did it or what took me off course. So, you know, what do I need to do to bridge that goal and adjust it so that I can achieve it? Or if I exceeded it, then wow, I need to do more of X, Y, and Z in order to keep that momentum up. And then maybe I need to raise my goal for the next quarter because I was able to achieve it easier than I realized and I was able to. And maybe it's more of a habit or I've been able to consistently make money in a particular area and I didn't realize it was, it was not that it's easy. I shouldn't use that as an example, but you know what I mean? Um, so you know how to adjust. I think 
from it's easier to tackle smaller goals than big ones. I, I am famous for going after the low hanging fruit. And because it's easier for me to get the low hanging fruit done and to kind of cross it off my list, but that doesn't always work. And sometimes I have to not be afraid to achieve those bigger things and those things that may not be as difficult to do. And I think it's important to realize that achieving your goals isn't going to be overnight. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You have to give yourself that flexibility in order for you to get it done and know that it's not the end of the world if you don't get it done. But if I think about looking at my goals and looking at my time, one thing that helps me tremendously is time blocking. So I have learned, well, I would say two things recently that I needed to kind of take inventory of. One, I realized that when I set my goals and you know, you have your quarterly goals and then what I do is I then break them down into, okay, well, for April, May, and June, this is what I need to do. And then I do them when I set my weekly goals. I literally do them week by week. I don't do them ahead of time unless I know that there's specific activities that I know I need to, to do, then that's a little different. But for the most part, I break it down in a different way. And then when I look at it from a daily basis, I have to, I've learned that I have this large list of things that somehow I always think I need to get done. So I back up and I try to just make them general weekly goals and then break them down day by day if I can. Like if there's something that's due on a specific day, then okay, I'll give that a due date of Thursday, for example, if it's due on Thursday. But I realize that I have a bad habit of thinking, of biting off more than I can chew. So every day, um, three things that I do try to do that I know that I can't really mess with is I try to make sure that I have at least 10 or 15 minutes to myself meditation time, time with God, just quiet time, 15 to 30 minutes. And then planning intentional time, focus for time for family is a little bit more challenging, but I try to do that. So um, making sure that I check in with the kids and see what's going on with them, making sure that I check in with my husband, see what's going on from that perspective, And then whatever appointments I have, then are the other things that absolutely have to get done. And then on top of that, I try to do at least three more other activities. Now, I may be able to get more done some days. Some days I get less. It really depends on what it is and how long it's going to take me to do it. But I think one key is taking the time to really guesstimate and figure out, okay, well, if I have this activity to do, how long is it going to take me to do it? And to me, all of this helps to avoid that overwhelming feeling of what the heck have I gotten myself into? Because it's so easy to get into that funk and into that that place of overwhelm. Um, you have to figure out what's the best part of your day, like whether it's 
the morning time or it's at night. Like for me, I tend to be more productive at night. I like the quietness of the house. So whether it's the kids gone to bed or whatever it is, I tend to do that at night. The problem is I can't realistically stay up till three o'clock in the morning to do what I need to do and then turn around and get up by seven and feel really rested. So I'm in the process of trying to figure out and navigate, okay, what makes sense? You know, maybe it's going back to just getting up early to do what I need to do, you know, knocking out the exercise, at least doing my daily planning for the day before everybody gets up, then I can knock certain things out. And knowing what works best for you, I think is important. And we have to be okay with doing that. I think in terms of, you know, how do you approach kind of even sitting down and doing it? Don't make it like a a job or a task or just another thing you have to do. Try to make it fun. You know, take some wine, go to a park, take you your planner or your computer or whatever your best way of sort of writing out and envisioning out your stuff and take that time to yourself to kind of clear your hair and figure out what you want to do. Granted, understanding that, yes, if you have a household, you have to incorporate them into your stuff and maybe you need their input. But what is it that you can do on your own to figure out what it is that you need to accomplish your goals? Because ultimately, my goal is to do all of these things to keep me focused. Because if not, you get lost in the hustle a bustle of your kids, the hustle and bustle of your husband or your wife or your significant other or your job, and then it overwhelms you. And before you know it, you're just like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm in a funk and I haven't gotten anything done. I mean, it is what it is. Do your best, yourself up and just keep on moving about your day. So I know this was a slightly different type of episode today, but these things are important in terms of, um, you know, it feeds into my overall mission of making sure that we are all the author of our own stories and we are owning the life that we want to have. And in order to do that, you have to kind of know where you want to go and how you're going to get there. And I am all here for it. So, you know, as I get more tips and tricks and I have things to share with you, I will definitely be back to share them. And with that, until next time, grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.